I love helping my clients. That's awesome. It does not what get, it's not what gets me out of bed in the morning. The fact that I have five people on my team that I get to interact with and two of them have quit their jobs to do this full time, like that jazzes me like more than anything. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of your Badass Journey podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed all your reviews, your feedback, your connections. It is amazing to connect with you in this way. And of course, today I have another guest interview for you so that you can learn from someone else's badass journey. I know a lot of you listeners are trying to navigate the world today, especially when it comes to career and business development. So I love that you're tuning in today's show because... Lisa is somebody who has had a lot of success when she decided to transfer going from working full-time for other people to becoming a freelance copywriter and then building a coaching practice in order to also show other people how to do the same. So Lisa Coombs is a freelance copywriter and story brand guide who has built six figures online copywriting. It's an actual business where she, over the past two years, has expanded past herself and scaled it by building up a team of other copywriters and having them do the work that she is getting tasked with by her clients. So what that brought her into was then realizing she is an amazing coach leader and she has a passion for helping freelancers stop hustling and start building thriving full-time businesses. And so she also launched the Copywriter Coach. And in that, even if you're not a copywriter and you are a freelancer trying to figure out how to build a business online and generate leads and and just have consistent work during this time. You're going to want to listen to this whole episode and connect with Lisa after the show so that you can learn her methods as well as start bringing in that income and revenue stream that you're looking for. She's an amazing coach and leader. And she has a few free webinars you can check out. So her two websites are... Simple Story Solutions and thecopywritercoach.co. And so if you check her out, we'll have the links in the show notes. But I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation because it's a conversation I haven't shared with you on how to actually leverage being a freelancer, working for yourself, building an income, but also navigating how to scale past yourself if you truly want to turn that into a business, which is exactly what Lisa has done. So do not hesitate to connect with us after the show. Let us know what you are thinking, dreaming, desiring to do so that we can support you. You can connect and follow with Lisa on Instagram at Lisa 
Coombs, C-U-M-E-S. And of course, you know, you can connect with me at Kareen Z Walsh. That's K-A-R-E-E-N, the letter Z, W-A-L-S-H. And tag us in any of your questions or comments based on today's episode because we love hearing from you. But now let's go jump into the conversation so you can learn directly from Lisa. And I will see you on the other side. Welcome, everybody, to another episode on your Badass Journey podcast. As you know, my guest today is Lisa Coombs. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, Kareen. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show, Lisa, because your journey is one that is filled with perseverance, direction, clarity, action, all the things I love to share with my listeners. But most of all, for you to to be able to connect with them to share your badass journey to date. So I'd love to kick things off with hearing a little bit about your story and how you came to launching and building the business you currently run right now. So you can go far as far back as you'd like, share as much color <laughs> as you want, and that's just going to kick off our conversation so we can share a small piece of you with our my listeners today. Oh, so first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is so much fun and such an honor to be introduced to your audience and the, the people that are following you. I get a little nervous when people say your badass journey because one, I grew up a very good girl. And so I'm like, oh, you're not allowed to say that. Um, but <laughs> I, I really want to be that. And so I kind of like blush and smile and be like, um, uh, and so, you know, you don't think about it when you're in the middle of it. You don't think about it being a badass journey while you're on it. I think, I think sometimes it takes people to point back. Um, oftentimes I like lift my head up. I'm like, okay, where the hell am I? And where did I come from? Like, oh, that was awesome. But you know, when you're in the middle of it, no You're clue. Just day to day, right? Like this yeah. is. Like, I wish it was badass. It's more like you know, struggling at times. But yeah, as as I was prepping for this, I started looking back. And I was like, okay, there are some pretty gutsy things I've done over the last few years. And you know, if we don't give ourselves credit, number one, other people won't even know that, and you won't be able to help encourage um, you know people that are watching or you're influencing. So I love that you really empower people to step into that and kind of own it. And if you're a really great entrepreneur. You're always going to be on the journey, so it's not like, "Hey, I arrived." It's like, "That's okay, right, I, I got through that one, right?" Yeah, so, that's um, right. Okay, it's okay to own those moments, and I think there are, as I look back, some defining moments. I'm 46, so thank God I've had a few of them. But I'll just frame it in this way: I have a little bit of a of a gypsy heart in terms of a travel gypsy. When I graduated high school. I like left the next day and went to college, you know, way down in Virginia, many, many states away, didn't know anybody. And then I met a guy who lived in Australia and he said, Do you want to come to Australia? And I said, Hell yeah. And so I moved to Australia for 10 years. And then on a whim, the family moved to LA seven years ago. And I don't have any problem picking up and just jumping, even with <laughs> even with three kids. We always find a way, right? That's that tends to be how I operate. Is like say yes and then figure it out on the way down, and that has been a theme through throughout. I guess the the place I would start at was about three years ago when I was working full time for a, a pretty large nonprofit and realized I had capped myself where I was at. the uh, The guy who was in charge, fabulous leader, but the challenge was I was coming up with too many ideas, creating too many new things, and he finally said, "Stop." We've got enough. Like, can you just sit there, smile, and manage the stuff? And I was like, oh, 
kill me. Like, just you might as well just kill me now. Like, I can't. Yeah, do that's that. suffocating for a creator. Show up and smile yeah. and just like manage the things. So, um, you know, we said, okay, I think this is it. Like, this is the time. And so I jumped without having a full time job to go to at all. And at this point in my life, I was newly uh, single. I was just divorced, three kids, moved to in a tiny, cheap townhouse. And um, I started hustling on Upwork. I started writing blogs for people because what I thought was that I was going to get hired instantly. I put out 20 manicured business le- uh, resumes and cover letters. Like I was going to get hired, right? Like six figures, no problem. Well, the first week went by and the second week went by, three weeks went by, not a single reply, not a single call. Like a month went by and I was like, oh shit. And I had this moment of realization, like no one's coming to rescue you. Like this is it. You better pick yourself because like, I just did think a company would come and rescue me. They were going to provide my health insurance and my stability and all this stuff. And I was like, this ain't happening. So I really got to work. Part of it was like fear. So part of it was hunger and hustle. And I ended up building a, my first year, six figures on Upwork as a... I would love to say I knew I was a copywriter then. I didn't know. I changed my title every other week. I was like, I was sure. lost. I didn't know what I was. <laughs> I will write words for you. That's really what I would say, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you need help with? I'm your girl. Like I said yes to everything, literally. And then I'd be over here like Googling how to build a website. Mm. Like, Lisa, could you do voice recordings for me? How to do voice recordings, right? Like yeah. I right. just Googled everything and said, yeah, I can help you with that. And I think more than anything, people worked with me because I uh, showed up, I gave it everything I had. I was pretty clever and I never disappointed them. And so I built a great relationship with clients that way. And yeah, that's where I'm at today. I am, uh, um, I'll pause here and give a little breath since I've been talking so much, but I, that's how I got my jump start on um, Upwork as a copywriter. Yeah. So as you moved into realizing you were sitting on assets, so I always say, you know, what we're able to do is the asset of how we're able to earn. And sometimes we don't leverage it enough or figure out all the different means to leverage it. Now you were like caught in the, I must figure something out because the traditional way of getting hired and finding opportunity was not serving you. So you really found an inner the inner seeker in you said there is a solution out there and put yourself out on Upwork. Now, for those of you listening who don't know what Upwork is, it's it's an amazing place to go when you have temporary projects that you need specific expertise on to deliver against. Uh, and I know you, Lisa, were able to create not only a stream of of clients coming through Upwork, but then it also showed you the demand of what the market is looking for, right? And that enabled you to actually create an infrastructure in your business today that you have scaled. So let's share a little bit about what now your business is and how um, you lead it. Because I love to dig a little bit into the leading of things, even though you were discovering your own gifting and how you could earn a check. Now it's an actual full-fledged business and you actually have fine-tuned it quite a lot on on what you say yes to and who now you want to lead and guide into the the roles that they're meant to play. So share a little bit about that journey sure. forming this now as from freelancer to business owner. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for teeing that up. That has I mean, I got chills just thinking about that journey that again, I didn't really know I was on. 
if you have a startup mindset and you understand lean startup and the idea of like a minimal viable product, like what is the least amount of like what is the smallest thing you can put together to validate like that there is um, a need in the market, people are willing to pay for your goods, and you can you can turn you know you can turn up and produce something for them. And so, uh, in, in the very early days, when you're scrolling through hundreds of basically job postings on Upwork, it's a freelance platform. Whether it's website design, marketing, copywriting, all you know, all kinds of things. You're scrolling through them. You start going, "Wow, there's a huge need for this thing." Like, man, I wish I was in that area. I would be. Oh, hello. You can be in that area. Like, it doesn't take long to pivot over over there. So I was. I didn't realize the plethora of like input coming to me in terms of what the market needed, what they were willing to pay, how they treated bloggers versus copywriters. That was a really big one for me. I was like, I'm going to stop blogging. People don't appreciate bloggers as much as they appreciate copywriters. I was like, huh. So very uh, uh, you know, um, intuitive by watching these things. And then the next part of the startup phase was when I would get clients and they kept asking the same questions. I'm like, oh, I need to write this one down. I kept answering the same things over and over again. I was like, I should put a process in place here. And part of it was just like, I'm sick and tired of like answering that question. So I'm like, oh, it really formed itself, but I created a process I could take people through that helped them get clarity on their business, who their customer is, what they wanted to say, and then write the words for them for their, let's say, website. And then I was like, this takes five steps. I started writing this stuff down, writing it down. It wasn't because I knew I was going to have a team one day or I might even sell this. Like None of that. It was just, I could move faster if I answered people's questions up front. I'm a really, really big on managing expectations up front. Letting people know exactly what they can expect. And can I tell you how much that brings down people's anxiety, the, the friction level? When you're working with a freelancer that could be on the other side of the world, you may not know who they are. You have to really mitigate all of the obstacles before they can say yes to you. And so as much as I might be a pretty good copywriter, I am really good at helping clients jump through every hoop they need to, to be able to say yes. And then we get to do the awesome work, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's what a lot of people... I think I get half of my business just because I show up, I write personal messages, um, I deliver when I say I'm going to... People are like, okay, you're hired because somebody else flaked on me or they didn't show up or they didn't deliver on time. So really just by showing up most of the time, you're already in an advantage, right? Yeah. And then the structure of your business now, because you've taken it past yourself. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. you've mastered understanding and listening. So that's the number one skill I always try to encourage is the listening skill to our clients on what are they truly asking for? Yes. Then you check in with yourself and you're saying, okay, yeah, that is actually not only something I want to deliver, but I enjoy delivering it. Or this is a gap. I might not be the right person to do it, but maybe it's a function I could add to my business. And now you're actually seeing that there's something to scale in a service providing you know, manner yes. to go further. So I know that you, you support and you build up other freelancers in this space as part of your model. Uh, how did you decide to expand past yourself? Like, what was happening at that pivotal time? <laughs> um, and, and honestly, share. Like, if you tripped up into yeah. it, that's totally cool. Um, but, like, let's share a little bit about that journey because I think I'd love you know, to. a lot of people feel like they have to have it all mapped out before they take action and then they sit in overwhelm and don't do anything. Right. And you're someone, oh. you're like me, where we step forward into whatever we're thinking and we just see how it lands. and 
however it lands is the lesson we learn to take the next step, right? So tell us a little bit about the journey of building up your current business structure. This was a total uh, ego check. This is what happened when um, I had so many people, I had a waiting list. And I cannot tell you how proud I was of my waiting list. I was like, oh, I have a waiting list, right? Like that was serving me or anybody. Like that has got to be the worst lose-lose situation for everybody, okay? As much as it made me feel like a rock star, it really was ridiculous. And so it was, a, it was just a, an ego check. I listened to a podcast that I highly, highly recommend by a guy called Mike McCallowitz. He was on the StoryBrand podcast. He wrote a book called Clockwork. And he said, could you take a month off your business and uh, literally a month off and everything run? He said, because a whole month is like a full cycle between invoicing and getting clients and everything like that. And he talked about how do you delegate in the queen bee role. I would love to go into that someday. That is such a killer like conviction point of like, you should only do what only you should do, right? Only do what only you can do. And I had to get really clear about like, well, where is the, where is my absolute best. And it was in, uh, in finding clients, uh, doing the discovery call, sending proposals, closing the deal. Like every time I got on a call with somebody, like they were done, like we were going to do business together. And I realized other people could do the copywriting, which was really a hard thing because in my mind, I prided myself on being so good at all the writing. And to be honest, I am good at all the writing. But to believe that nobody else was better was just so wrong and so limiting. And um, I had to come to grips with the fact that if I brought the business in and I trained other people to uh, do the brand scripts and the copywriting, I could still be part of it and still oversee the quality of it and everything. And we could deliver way more uh, you know, services. We could help more people and in turn make more money. And um, so that is what I set out to do. And I am a StoryBrand certified guide. StoryBrand is a marketing framework that that really tells your story in a way that the customer is the hero and you're the guide. And I started partnering up with other StoryBrand guides. And so they already have a level of quality that's excellent. And they have a process. They understand everything that that we're about. And so I hired, as freelancers, three additional copywriters. And how we figured out how to do this process would be that I would be on a kickoff call with them, set out the strategy, figure out what the major problems you know, are in the, their messaging. And then the copywriter would take it from there and then end up writing the words on the site. And I have not had one single customer complain. I thought they'd all be boohooing because Lisa wasn't working with them. In the end, I realized they don't really care. They just want an updated website that's clear. And poor Lisa's sitting over here thinking, oh, and I thought you wanted... It was all about me. And so I've had a very, um, I would say rude awakening and yet a very enlightening awakening that um, it doesn't have to be me. And if that's if, if you're a service provider, I really just want to encourage you. <laughs> have this gut check yourself. If you are slowing yourself down and getting in your own way because you think it's you that they want, it is not about you. They have their own story that they're trying to... Uh, to play out in their own head, your clients or your customer. And you play a very small part in that. And the faster you can deliver that to them, the more they can go on to you know, win the day and help their own clients. So I used my process that I had like written up and I figured out how to formulize it and teach it to other people. And they love that there's a process. And so yeah, I've got five or six people on the team now that I'm working with and we're... yeah. 
on pace to triple what we did last year because we were able to do this. So yeah, it's really exciting. It's beautiful because it also allows you to grow into your leadership stance. Like what I love about this is a lot of the times we get stuck in what we know we know how to do. And we do, yes, really well. And um, and you were seeing a demand that was much higher than what you were capable of on, on your own. And a lot of the times, you know, because it's it's something that a lot of the conversations I try to have are around how you plan to lead it. Because if we're not having leadership discussions and how to step up into leading and managing the business you truly want to run then you're really missing a huge step on expansion. And I love that that's the word you use too because you expanded past yourself. And expansion requires your arms to be out, open, and extended in order to receive all the assistance and the help in order to care for and build up your clients in a way that is authentic and real and true to what's possible through yeah. your own um, service that you're providing. And, and growing past yourself, I think, is one of the hardest things I find when I'm working with C-suite leaders of all size companies that they, they, the faster they, they can get to the point where they see their own limitations to say, is this what I want to continue to be limited by? Or is there another path that I want to grow into? It's just such a beautiful moment to have those growth spurts. And realize what's on the other side. And um, go ahead. Well, here's what's on the other side that I never saw coming. Through the process, I did two rounds of interviewing copywriters last year. I I brought on a couple and the the format wasn't quite right. And it it didn't quite work while they did a great job. In the end, it wasn't a long-term solution. And so when I went back around this time, I was hiring for a different personality type, a different setup, like different expectations. Again, I won't go into all the details of that, but now I found a team that um, are happy to be fed work instead of them trying to build their own empire at the same time. It was a bit of conflict of interest. But as I was interviewing and talking to all these amazing people that are freelancers, I had over and over again, people like, how did you do it? How did you break six figures on Upwork? How are you working from home as a mom? How are you feeling? And then one girl said, can I pay you to coach me? And I was like, oh, oh, this is it. And I was like, oh my God, I would love nothing more than to teach people how I built a business, right? Not how to just do copywriting. In fact, I don't really care to tell you about how to do copywriting. You can yeah. do that. How to find clients and set proposals and all the things, right? And so I launched the Copywriter Coach last year and I really wanted to take uh, freelance copywriters from hustling to thriving from hustling part-time to building their own thriving full-time business. And that is still there. I have you know, this taped next to my, my uh, desk, which says to help 100 freelancers go full thrive, like to really do that. And that is my heart. And I'm working towards that. But basically sharing my story and everything I've learned with other any type of freelancer, really, because I believe that's the way we're going. And that is like kind of my my give back. And as you can see, I'm already lit up. This is the thing that lights me up. And so as I get Simple Story Solutions um, scaled and settled down and running like clockwork, then I get to have the freedom to, to step into that next role, which is, is waiting and I'm ready for. I love that. As you consider this next step and the, the level of service now you're going to provide to freelancers to thrive, 
Are there any obstacles that you're feeling or any areas that you feel you're going to have to focus on refining in order to really knock that out of the park? One of my biggest challenges is understanding how to grow two brands at, at a time. Mm-hmm. And how do you how and when do you focus? Whether even if it's just social media, your 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 voice and your messaging. Do you split the brand? Do you keep the brand under one? I'm, I'm talking like very specific questions here. I love this. Yeah. You know, how do you build an audience over here that um, don't don't align with the clients, right? So, and I'm switching back and forth. I've been given advice to build one big brand at a time, earn your right to build the other brand, which is the direction I am going to take, um, instead of always riding the fence and just moving the needle a little bit on both. Build one that is actually bringing in income, is already got traction and motivation, momentum. Build that up so that you're proud of that and let that fund the next thing. And I learned that from the mastermind that I'm in. I came in specifically with that question and I committed to saying, whatever you tell me the answer is, head down, I'm going to do it. Um, because I'm just confused on that. And you, I'd love to have your insight on that as well. But how do you build... When, you've got, when you're a visionary, you always have lots and lots of ideas. Chasing shiny pennies and the squirrel syndrome and what's next and creating uh, versus like getting into the scaling and the systems and the processes. Ugh. Right. But you've got to keep your vision really in front of you and emotional. And I, I'll just share this with you. I love helping my clients. That's awesome. It does not what get, it's not what gets me out of bed in the morning. The fact that I have five people on my team that I get to interact with and two of them have quit their jobs to do this full time, like that jazzes me like more than anything. And you've got to you've got to latch on to the thing that jazzes you even though you say, oh, "I should be helping my clients." I love my clients. They pay me, they get what they want, everything's great. But I love my team. So figure out what that thing is that does light you up and just own that and magnify that. Yeah. So I think if your your question on the expansion of a brand and also mm-hmm. discovering for yourself as a as a visionary creative leader, you know, that's that's the bucket I would put you in from from how you've actually built this this business up. It really comes down to the ultimate journey that you're on. So what what I do is I I walk through with my clients on well, what's the ultimate like let's actually dream bigger than even these two siloed businesses you're talking about because I'm sure you're sitting on eight and twenty different potential uh, business structures products services yes. etc to expand out when you're a creator you're constantly creating and you need to feed the beast like you need to feed the creative side otherwise. You are not actually sitting in your zone of genius. Good. You're the good. the thing to understand is you can figure out the how like 10 times over, just like you did. You figured out the how of turning your copywriting freelancing business into a a true content creation service that doesn't require just your time and you expand uh, you know exponentially grew it by adding other people with that skill set in there and really enjoying the sale and servicing your clients' needs helps you with that specific avatar of a client. When it comes to additional product creation, you're, yeah. you're either thinking about the existing client that you're working with already. What else do they need? What is their long-term journey with you? How do they become lifetime clients? Or is it just an ad hoc client base that you're constantly managing and always going through a sales cycle for? That's something to decide for the journey of that client. As now the things you're discovering about yourself, which is lighting you up, right? Which is 
staying in the zone of genius of leading others to discover yeah. their greatness, putting it out there and earning their true potential because that's, I'm sure, what you wish you had. So now you're yes. providing yes. for others, right? So that, that builds you up into waking up every day and wanting to do this. That's a new avatar. That's a new persona. That's a new client that you are now going to figure out how to serve. And as you do that, you, you think about that journey again for that client. And if it's two separate journeys, if that client is separate than the client you've been you know, mastering the service to, then it, it truly can be two separate entities. And yeah. you are the oversight of it all. And you can definitely brand it separately. Or you can figure out the synergies of that's a lead generator. The current business you have is lead gen for the people you tend to build up. And then this is how you, you level up into the service structure you want to provide the leads that you distribute to the people that you're building up to have their own business in their own way or their freelance business as it grows. Um, right. It could even grow into a network, a community. There's so many ways to merge. Oh, yeah, it's all there. <laughs> the product it's, structure. It's in notebooks and notebooks and notebooks. Yeah. It's the time. Yeah. It's actual the time. There is no loss of, of ideas or plans or no. five steps or websites. I've got copywriter coach already to go. All the things. Right. It's time. It's just time. It's time and so, to release it, you mean? Like, or time to time build to, it. Time to work it, to just do it, right? Yeah. The actual yeah. time of, of doing that. And I think what I'm learning... Here's the, here's the great thing I'm learning from hiring a team and getting processes in place with Simple Story Solutions. That same method can be applied over here. The idea that I think this coaching business has to only be me. I'm the face. I do everything. Again, Lisa, hello, get out of your own way. People don't, it's not you they love. They love the idea of running their own business. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You stay in your owner role. So as long as you approach it as I'm going to own this business, how it operates can be figured out. But yes. you, you want to stay in your ownership role. And I think it's really smart to approach any new business line that way, but also to find the synergies and the brand piece. Here's the deal. In this day and age, we're all inundated with so many things hitting us for sale, right? right? You are like me, where we're very relational and we really care for the relationships we have. You'll never go wrong with that model to then reach out and say, Hey, I'm launching this other thing. Do you know anybody else that might be interested in this? You know, like the relational connections and continuity allows you to launch truly anything whenever you're ready. But I do agree with mastering the revenue potential out of one business first, using yeah. the wins from that to invest in what's next, but also checking in with yourself on that alignment piece. Because I know you live by a very specific principle and I would love for you to share that with our listeners as well that help you actually decide yeah. where you're spending your time, how you're staying focused, what you choose from the people you have in your life to the environments you put yourself in. Share that principle because I think that is one of your guiding forces that's going to make any brand, any product you choose to launch successful. As you were talking, I actually had to calm myself down by saying it internally to myself because uh, I have a, a nature, I have a, as my, my strength finders, one of my is I'm an activator. I'm an achiever and an activator, which is a killer combination because an activator gets an idea and literally starts on it the exact same day. Like it's impossible to not get started. And the achiever will work on it till it's done. 
So it, it is exhausting. It's exciting. And people are like, holy shit, you get a lot of stuff done. I was like, I can't help it. Like it's, it's just there. And I have futurists. So I see things down the road. I start them today and I do not stop until it's done or I kill myself, right? So yeah. that is, is, is a danger zone for me. And so when I think about these two brands, I sometimes can get caught in the mindset that it has to be done this year. This year. All has to be done this year. And so what I've taught myself to say um, is the idea of, hey, you got 40 more years, Lisa. You're 46. I do not believe in retirement. I do not believe in, in getting to 65 and stopping. In fact, I believe my sweet spot is going to be 60. When I hit 60, kids are going to be out of the house. Like I am going to be positioned to slay at 60, right? So if I was to say that, like, hey, you got 15 more years, girl, to like get there. Just pace yourself. So as you were getting all excited for me, I was too. And I was like, no, no, no. Pace yourself. Like it's not going anywhere. It's not the the needs that you're happening are, are it's not going anywhere. They're only going to keep getting bigger. Right. That's one way to use the forty more years rule is to help you realize this is a marathon, not a sprint. It's a bit cliche, but that idea. But let me flip that on its head because this is one thing that has literally turned my life around, and the thing that I love to help people get a, a, a handle on when they're dealing with something. When I was uh, going through my divorce, one of the questions that came out of our conversations was, can you do this for 40 more years? And if you ask yourself that question about your health, can I weigh this much for 40 more years? Do I want to be in this job for 40 more years? Jobs, maybe not so much, but do I want a parent like this? Do I want to live paycheck to paycheck for... Everyone will have a visceral hell yes or hell no. It is like, it slices straight down. There's no like, well, no. It is like, no. And yet they go to sleep and wake up and do the exact same thing they did the day before and the day after. So over like a long period of time, we don't make any changes. But if I was to ask that question, can I do this for 40 more years? Like, nope, nope, nope. And that question helps me to make decisions very quickly. Now, how you implement the action of that you know, that's, but, but sometimes it's just making the decision. Sometimes we get so stuck on just even making a decision. And so, you know, if, if you're not happy with your health or you're not happy with your finances and you say, can I live this way for 40 more years? Get that answer first and then try to figure out how to fix it. Oftentimes we're just like, well, I don't know how. So I answer the question and then back your way into it, right? I guess reverse engineer it. And yeah. so this, this idea of 40 more years really does help me. Um, now I get we're not promised tomorrow. You can flip it over and be like, you know, um, but in all truth, most of and ideally we probably will live way more than that. There's a good chance we'll live to we're in our, our you know, mid hundreds. And so don't take the foot off the pedal just yet. There's plenty of time to reinvent yourself. This is the idea. If there's an area in your life you are not happy with, you absolutely can reinvent that one particular area. Here's the thing. And I get so excited about this and then I'll stop. Let's say you wanted to learn a language or you wanted to lose weight and you knew it was going to take you a year to learn Spanish. You would still have 39 years to enjoy using the Spanish, right? Or let's say it took you two years. I'd still have 38 years to use that in my life. And what happens? Two years go by and we don't do jack shit. And it was like, Ugh. or we're a hundred pounds overweight. And if we just spent the next one year, two years, we'd have 38 years to enjoy the healthy lifestyle. And yet we don't do it. So for some reason, this number helps bring clarity really quickly. 
And then we have to figure out, okay, am I willing to give a year or two years so that I can enjoy the rest of those years? You know. Yeah, I love it because it it is a marker to decide what matters most and where you actually are filling yourself up. I, I share with my listeners all the time, I'm all about fulfillment. I definitely have mastered the art of achievement. But what I love to show, I, I achieved mm. a shit ton and I was miserable by that achievement marker. And so I had to dig in and figure out what filled me up in order to really show up in the way that I appreciate about myself and could be in that giving nature that is innate to me with my clients, with you know people in my life, my spiritual connection, all the things. But I love that 40-year marker because it is heavy. Like I, I literally am like, do I want to do this another five days? And (laughs) that's what helps me. But that might come with a little mastery of knowing how to like stop and and start something new. Just because I, I like thinking about forty years. My God, like that's just, just yeah. It it can be really heavy if it's not the thing that you're meant to be doing. So it's a great, a great point of measure. I also know that you set very solid visionary goals for yourself. Like even in your family unit and you have... I think it's Italy on the map. And it's like how you actually include those around you in that vision. And I think that's really important too to share with our listeners to not only just as you determine what would you be wanting to do the next 40 years or or like is this one thing something you want to continue to do is really the question. And if the answer is no then how do you move forward, let that go? And what needs to come in its place that you would be excited about doing the next 40 years? You have a very exciting uh, vision that I think would be cool to share as well. You know, I, I, I plant seeds and I don't even realize that that is the terminology or how I do it. This idea of see it before you say it is really um, a powerful leadership principle that I was taught that I love to live by. In that by the time Lisa says something out of her mouth and says, we're going to do this, nobody in the room is surprised. Nobody on the team is surprised. Everyone's like, yeah, of course, you've been talking about it for two years now, where you've been talking about like, yeah, okay, finally, you know, we finally said, okay, here's the thing we're doing. But um, you never want to surprise somebody. Don't ever shock and awe somebody. Don't ever be like, oh, we're going to just blah, blah, blah. You plant seeds, you drop breadcrumbs. My goal, my partner and I, our goal is to uh, live in Italy and we are going to live there and we're going to work from there. And this last year, we went to Italy on a scouting trip. It was not a vacation. It was a scouting trip. We decided we're going to go. We are going to use it as a living vision board. We are going to go put ourselves in the place we want to be. Imagine what life was going to be like. Look for the place that we're going to be. Now, it may be three years, it might be five. I mean, my kids are still in junior high. I don't know how to do that. And yet I know lots of people have done it. I know a lot of successful people have uprooted families and kids, and that's not my heart to uproot anybody. But when you start planting seeds, here's the funny thing. I talk, I tell my kids all the time. It's like when we live in Italy. And then one day Caleb's like, but mom, I want to learn Chinese, not Italian, but I know I'm going to need it when we live there. He is using that language, even though we're not there yet and we haven't picked a date and we're not moving. It will not come as a surprise when the opportunity says, hey, we get a chance to move here. Everyone's like, yeah, we've been waiting for this because we've been talking about it forever, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's this weird thing. And I've seen it over and over again. And I wish I could put some process to it, but it's just innate in me. Um, the very first person I hired, I said, one day I'd love for you to manage this whole thing and even take it over from me. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I just want to write some things for you. And I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just letting you know this is what I see and I don't want to surprise you. 
A year and a half later, guess what? She's like running 50% of the operations with the plan by the end of the year to run it all. And guess what? She's like, yeah, I know we talked about this. It is just not a surprise. So bring your people along with you on the journey. Don't shock them. Drop little hints. Ask for their input. What would you think about this? This is amazing. Well, imagine if, like, cast the vision and just plant the seeds. And um, that's, I, I, yeah, it's so weird. You brought that up because I was like, I, I wouldn't have been able to articulate that that's what I do, but that is what's happened for for many many years in my life. And um, it really does help to rally people around you so that you're not trying to convince them or pull them. Everybody yeah. feels like they're part of that decision. Yeah, well, it truly is your the activist side of you in action um, as the futurist. Like if you because you shared your strength finders with me, like the activist is dropping those seeds, saying, "Oh, I'm activating this, and I'm going to sprinkle some water on it." Like every few minutes or days or whatever that looks like, because the futurist needs to be fed that yes. end meal once all those you know the harvest is is comes through. You know, like it's just so awesome how you have surfaced what is innate to you and you're leveraging it in all areas of your life because that truly is standing in alignment. It's really aligning what you love with what you do. And I, that's, that's the purpose of this podcast is to help people realize that they can do it and to have live examples of it, like what mm. you're going through, knowing that if there's a constant evolution, like we're all on this journey together, you know, like we're all in our separate journeys, but we're in it together. And leveraging each other to take that next step. So it's really beautiful to see it in action, not only in your business, but also in your family life, because that means you're really stepping into your greatness. And I'm appreciative of you sharing that with my listeners today, because I know that they're going to walk away with lots of nuggets. One of the things though, that I know you have mastery in and you actually provide a tool for people for, and I want to be sure that we share it with listeners so they can go grab it is as you're discovering all this about yourself, it is hard sometimes to articulate it. And that's your mastery, right? Like you've mastered how to actually articulate the intention, the desire, the attraction that you want. And so you have a tool that you share. What is that? And where can our uh, listeners find that so they can actually connect with you, but also take away this amazing gift that you're giving. It um, it came out of some of the homework and work I do with clients. And I, I thought, you know, I'm going to put this out there for everybody so that they can, they can use it as a free resource. And it happens when I work with clients and they, I like to say they're too awesome for their own good. They offer too many programs, too many solutions. Like they are just amazing. But if, if, if they were trying to explain that to somebody, they overwhelm people. And people are like, I'm so confused by what you do. I know you're great. I know you can help me, but I just don't know how. And so I'm going to have to, to walk away because I don't know how to work with you. And most businesses have that problem is they say too much. So this is basically a one-liner or what I like to call uh, you know, an elevator pitch. It's being able to say exactly the problem you're solving for people, how you do it, and the transformation it brings to them. It's, it's one liner, but it's basically two sentences. And you can download the worksheet on my website. Um, I'm sure you'll give them the link. It's simplestorysolutions.com. But at the bottom, it's like how to create a, a killer elevator pitch. Don't be put off that you think it has to be for startups or techies or all this stuff. You, you can pitch or, or create a one liner for anything that's really important to you. And here's the thing. If it is important to you and it's important to your customer, you, you must 
Being clear is kind. You must make it easy for people to understand what you do and how you can help them. Otherwise, you are robbing them of the opportunity to make a difference, to to be able to make change in their life. And Brene Brown says, being clear is kind. Like You must be clear. And I get so passionate about it because so many amazing ideas die before they ever make a difference in the world because the person could not communicate it really well. It breaks their heart. It breaks their customer's heart. And so that's how I help people get clear on their messaging. Write it in a simple way for people to understand. So, But you can do this yourself. So that's why you can download this and give it a try yourself. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. It's simplestorysolutions.com. And the, yeah. the free download is there on that site. So you can grab your copy of really getting clear on how to create an elevator pitch. Like Truly, the, it's not just about... It, you can have multiple... Like that's the yes. other thing I had to learn. You have to have multiple. Yes. I have to have multiple pitches for each audience, depending on who I'm talking to yes. and how best I can serve them. So even if you do it for one area of your life or business, like go ahead and do it for another, and just keep leveraging this tool because that clarity is kindness. Truly, it's it it is something that allows you to connect with ease on who's on the other side of your conversation. Yes. Um, so I love that you're giving that tool because I think it's going to help so many people connect better and also get clear on how to articulate. I know I've needed the help over and over and over again because I'm like you where I'm constantly creating. And so Your when ideas, you're constantly yeah. creating, you have to refine what you're talking about. And sometimes what you've done previously is not really what you want to articulate now. And so this is going to be such a great tool to give. So thank you for that. It's such a generous gift for for the listeners. Uh, as we close out today's show, Lisa, this has been so such an amazing conversation. I love talking with you and you know that. I'd love to ask this one last question in order to close out the show because I think it, it it's just interesting to hear the answer to. You ready? <laughs> nervous. Yes, go. <laughs> How do you define what a badass is? I, I do think a badass is somebody who steps into something that they're not quite ready for and yet draws on the confidence of their past successes to move them forward. That is a badass. There are so many people that have uh, don't know how to do it, but they know it needs to be done. And so they put their hand up and say, I am going to do it. And then I will figure out how to do it. That is badass. Whether you're fighting cancer, you're stepping, walking through divorce, like whatever that may be, it doesn't have to be in business. A badass is somebody who says yes and then figures it out on the way. I love that definition. So great. And if our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to connect with you? I think Instagram. I am having so much fun over there. I'm giving away copywriting tips. I talk about my travels and parenting. Like I do try to keep it a little bit succinct, but I give away a lot of free stuff. I haven't really figured out how to monetize it yet. So if you want good <laughs> tips on copywriting and stuff, like go there now until I like, you know, get the strategy behind it. But it's just at Lisa Coombs at, at Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And I'm I'm ju- I'm finally jumping onto LinkedIn. My God, I'm behind the, the, the eight ball on that one. But <laughs> yeah, you can probably find me on LinkedIn as well. Connect that way. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today's episode. And listeners, I know you benefited from today's conversation. We would love to hear from you. So snap a picture of this episode as you're listening to yes. it. Yes. Post it on Insta Story. Tag us both in it. And we will definitely, definitely respond. We love to hear from you and hear your feedback. Post a review and share. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
Oh, Corrine, this has been so much fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad that you have people on that talk about their journey. So well done. Well, I'm grateful for you too, Lisa. Thank you for sharing your badass journey with us. (laughs) Until next time. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. 